Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Tamara Thomas, editor-in-chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the DocWire family of medical news sites, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to Urban Health Weekly, where we talk about medical news and health topics that matter to you. I'm Tamara Thomas, and I'm here with Lou. How are you? I'm doing great. I can't wait to get to it today. I'm full of all sorts of controversial statements. I know, right? Looks like the highest court in the land saved abortion rights to fight for another day. What do you think? Well... It seems to be like every judge is one-upping the other. So it started out at a lower court, and the next court reversed that decision, and somebody reversed the decision to reverse the decision. So it's it's moving all the way up there. From my understanding, and I'm not a lawyer, and uh, I, I can't even understand the um, uh, novels, law novels or law shows all too good. They kind of confuse me anyway. But from what looks like here is the Supreme Court seems to be taking the position that the courts get to rule, but until like some big adult court rules that nothing. Well, but isn't the Supreme Court the big adult court? Well, yes, but they don't. I think they had they're still smarting from the row from the row ruling. And they don't want to, it seems that they don't want to repeat that and come up with any more rulings on this subject. I think they're trying to figure out how to stay out of the abortion, the abortion wars uh, as much as possible. Well, the decision avoids restrictions on widely used abortion pill while the appeals process plays out. For me, it's good as long as women aren't penalized for crossing state lines, but this is only the very beginning. So this is kind of like a stay, right? Yeah, but, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Number one is, can the woman cross the state line? The other ruling is, can the product cross the state line? So this is the one where it's not the woman crossing the straight line, it's the product crossing the state line in order to get into the woman's hands. So... Well, I would think the woman would have to cross the state line if it's not allowed in her state. I don't think so. Because I, I, if everything kind of stays how it is, if certain states have ruled that you can't use it, right? then and then your neighboring state says, yeah, you can, then the woman would have to cross over and use it in the other state. I think you have to get it in your mailbox, though. I mean... You know, in, in this instance, you're getting the product. And again, that's why I say I, I'm not a lawyer. In this instance, in order to get it in your mailbox, you don't have to cross state lines. You can get it in your mailbox, but the product can't be mailed to your house. Hmm. 
Yeah, well, we're, we're going to keep our eye on this story. Let's see how this plays out. But listen to this one. This one is a juicy one. You know, we talk about this all the time. The link between highly processed foods and brain health. And you know, we talk about this all the time on the show. Right. We talk about ultra processed food and its effect on the body. Mm -hmm. Not so much. We don't talk about it so much on the mind, but this is an interesting article um, from the New York Times. All right, listen to this. Roughly 60% of the calories in the standard American diet comes from highly processed foods. We've known for decades that eating such packaged products, like some breakfast cereals, snack bars, frozen meals, and virtually all packaged sweets, among many other things, is linked to unwelcome health outcomes, like an increased risk of diabetes, obesity, and even cancer. But more recent studies point to another major downside to these often delicious, always convenient foods. They appear to have a significant impact on our minds too. Research from the past 10 or so years has shown that the more ultra processed foods a person eats, the higher the chances that they feel depressed and anxious. A few studies have suggested a link between eating UPFs or ultra processed foods and increased risk of cognitive decline. UPFs make up a majority of the packaged foods you find in the frozen food aisles at grocery stores and on the menu at fast food restaurants. 70% of the packaged foods sold in the United States are considered ultra processed. Ooh, right. That's a high number. Okay, let, let's, put a, let's put a little bookmark right there and, and get into this a little bit. Last week, in fact, it wasn't even last week uh, because we were going to cover this uh, story but now this story even beats that story. The story came out that 60% of Americans' diets are, are either processed or all the processed foods, mm -hmm. which I was in shock. I said, we're eating that much junk? Yeah, that's humongous. So there's minimally processed foods like fruits, vegetable, rice, and flour, okay? Mm -hmm. Then there's processed food, which is oils, butter, sugar, dairy products, some canned foods, and smoked meats and fish. And then you got the ultra processed foods, which are high fructose corn syrup, hydrogenated oils, right. protein isolates, chemical additives like colors, artificial flavors, sweeteners, emulsifiers, and preservatives. Mm -hmm. So those are the three categories is a minimally processed, mm -hmm. processed, and then ultra processed, which are the, the, the really bad ones. Yeah. So the good stuff, which is, you know, Stuff that grows from a tree, like an apple, grapes, strawberries, stuff like that. Let's mm -hmm. let's call that healthy. Let's let's avoid pesticides and a lot of junk. Well, and, that's why it's called minimally processed yeah. because there are pesticides and you know probably you know some growth stuff to yeah. So so fertilizers, you know, etc. Now that we're in the warmer months, you know stuff like corn. Let, let's look at stuff that you would eat in a barbecue, like corn. Mm -hmm. um, is that considered minimally processed? Because a lot of it is GMO, genetically modified. Well, you know, if we're going to go that route, I'm just saying, you know, we have to, you know, we have to think about that. Would that be considered minimally processed or would that be considered processed? Well, I think... If because go, once you get out of its natural state, then to me, that's processed. If, know, it's, this, if it's not how the corn was intended to be, to me... But I'm not a food scientist. So okay, know, go ahead. I I'm trying to avoid brands here and and say, okay, I bought a pouch of this and that. But there's a difference between corn on the cob that you get 
in the in the supermarket where you chuck the corn or you know take the stuff uh -huh. off or uh -huh. maybe some of it is pre-chopped like mm -hmm. if you go to one of the fancy restaurants where they do it for you and then they wrap it up blah 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 mm -hmm. so that stuff i'm i'm gonna call it natural even though it might have some it might have some uh well but you can get the organic, the way nature intended, right. and then there's the, also the genetically modified yeah, so let's to assume that it's natural pesticides. Yeah, okay, so we're saying organic. Okay, so let's say organic. That okay, it, you know, everything that we're getting is organic. Okay, so so all those foods, mm -hmm. the, the, the potato itself, uh, all that stuff that you usually see in the supermarket when you first walk in. Most right. supermarkets I know have that section. Right. That stuff is let's call it safe right then you get into you know if i'm going into like my typical supermarket the way it goes is then you get into your meats your fish well that's the uh, perimeter so that's the, so that's one of the rules of thumb of shopping for food by the way is the shop the perimeter of the supermarket because you do get the produce then you go right. to the back you get the meat and then you go to the the so back end of the store your, you get your, your dairy and, breads and dairy and yeah, yeah exactly right yeah you know for the most part and geez. pretty much all supermarkets are set up the same way yeah let, let's let's assume that we're doing you know healthy eating etc etc mm -hmm. so those are what's called your either non-processed or lightly processed foods where, where something happened but not too much has happened uh, to it and then then you would check out the rest of the place there's something something's been added to your food now what this the first study said is that 60 percent of everything we eat is either in that section is in that section the the section that's not the perimeter which are the cans the frozen foods all that the stuff. center of the supermarket yeah that that whole center 60 percent, which is amazing i never would have thought it i would have thought it was the other way around i know i know me it's like 70 percent is is on the outside well 70 percent of the packaged foods sold in the united states are considered ultra processed yeah. mm -hmm. now, now we're getting into that center of the supermarket 70 percent of that and people don't feel like just because you're going to a, a fast food place, a fast food places, the article notes is almost 100% ultra-processed. Yes. And that's because, you know, it has to be frozen. And even though you think you're getting something, it isn't what you think you get. So that chicken could be super processed with all sorts of nonsense that they put in there to add, it, to add the flavors, to, to keep it preserved, to, to make it taste. Why do you think, like, get them? Can I say a brand name? No, no please, let's avoid No brands. brand names. Mm -hmm. So, how do you think them hamburgers taste the same from store to store to store? Oh, of course, that's because that's so that's part of the, the science of food that I'm always talking about, where they try to create consistency across um all, all their stores so that wherever you go in the country or the world, the food tastes the same. Now, if you travel to Europe, let's say, for example, the chains are going to be slightly different because they're not going to be as processed. They don't allow the same uh, a level of ultra processing in, in their um, chains as we do here. But the point is, is that the reason these things are so consistent is because of food science, because these things are chemically made. 
And so it's an exact science of making sure the thing tastes the same each and every time. Well, they're increasingly edging out healthier foods in people's diets and are widely consumed across socioeconomic groups. Ultra-processed foods are carefully formulated to be so palatable and satisfying that they're almost addictive, said Dr. Eric Hepp, an epidemiologist at the Schmidt College of Medicine at Florida Atlantic University. The problem is that in order to make the product taste better and better, manufacturers make them less and less like real food. And that's what I've been trying to say um, for weeks and months is that the food that you're eating is not food food, it's science food. Recent research has demonstrated a link between highly processed foods and low mood. In one 2022 study of over 10,000 adults in the United States, the more UPFs participants ate, the more likely they were to report mild depression or feelings of anxiety. New research has also found a connection between high UPF consumption and cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. A 2022 study that followed nearly 11,000 Brazilian adults mm -hmm. over a decade found a correlation between eating ultra-processed foods and worse cognitive function, yeah. which is the ability to learn, remember, reason, and solve problems. While we have a natural decline in these abilities with age, we saw that this decline accelerated by 28% in people who consumed more than 20% of their calories from UPS, said Natalia Gomez Gonzalez, a professor at the University of Sao Paulo Medical School and the lead author of the study. It's possible that eating a healthy diet may offset the detrimental effects of eating ultra-processed foods. This oh. this article goes on on yeah. and on, but we're going to back up. Let, let's look at it this way: they they picked it, and this is this is a really interesting study because they picked a country where for MP and a population that for a long time did not have a lot of processed food mm -hmm. in their diet and didn't have access to it. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, that this access came in, and very little else changed except that these foods started to permeate. Guess what happened? Over a period of time, people got dumber and dumber. I, I don't know how else to say it, but their ability to learn declined. Their, the, the decline that happens over age, over as one ages, accelerated. 20% increase. Jesus. I mean, we all know that, you know, the older you get, the more difficult it is to uh, learn new new tasks and Think of it as a filing cabinet. Uh, you know, a, a neurologist once explained to me this way. When you're young, your filing cabinet is empty, so things are easy to find. As you get older, your filing cabinet becomes, of uh, your brain becomes more, more, complex. More, more cluttered. Mm -hmm. And things get out of order a little bit. And uh, all of a sudden, in order to get to the things, it takes you longer and longer. As you get into your 60s and 70s, that, that, usually that filing cabinet is pretty full. And the ability to get the data and all of that is slowed down, A, by the amount of stuff that's in your filing cabinet, and B, by your cognitive abilities. Now, if your cognitive abilities are going to slow down when you're young, what's that going to do to you when you're older later on? Well, this is interesting that you brought that up because now we're talking about the, the rise in dementia exactly. that we're seeing, right? And so we're seeing a rise in cancers among younger people. We're seeing a rise in dementia among people who are younger than 60s, like you said. Right. Um, and I'm I'm putting it out there that this is all related to our food supply. I've been saying this. I'm going to keep saying this. And one thing I learned a long time ago, if you can't pronounce the ingredients on the label, 
please don't buy it. Right. Just don't buy it. But the, the problem, though, it becomes murky when we eat out because, you know, the restaurants will tell you how many calories something mm -hmm. has, but it doesn't tell you what ingredients are, are in the food. And please don't think that, you know, unless you go to a restaurant that specifically says they use sustainable, organic, blah, blah, yeah. blah, that you're getting the most wholesome ingredients. They're getting what they can afford for their budget yeah. so that they can turn a profit. Yeah. Which means you're not necessarily getting the the best food. Maybe it tastes really good, but it's not the best quality food. Yeah, you know, our animals are humanely cat. You know what? Mm -hmm. What what does that mean? Humanely, uh, you know. So so at the end of the day, there's a lot of catchphrases that are put into your into your food, and a lot of happy hands and and you know green packaging and a little tree here yeah there. Mm -hmm. and but you got to read the labels that, so you know, read the all labels. of a sudden you say hey this is this is natural yeah you know more and more i see green packaging yes uh, uh pop up and, and what does that mean and you know? they say natural and homemade and all this other stuff and oh, also yeah. you know i i always go to my all natural say, that's the catch-all um be very careful because what what you know, companies do is they pay the supermarkets or they use their influence to the supermarkets to make sure that their foods are put next to other foods or other other places that are highly desirable and then what happens that that's right and then what happens is the the average consumer will look at the healthier food that's like yeah. maybe twice you know the price and look at the package that looks very similar to the healthy one, which is, right which is a fraction of the price. Right next to, they say, and it's yes. all by design. Yep. And you think that you're getting something similar. Because it's many, insidious. Yeah, many times, uh, I, I run across this in the soda aisle all the time, in the water aisle all the time, where, where the specialists from the big soft drink companies are coming in there and repackaging. What, what they do is they come in and they reorganize the supermarket shelves for the supermarkets and move their product next to other products that they want that they want them the same happens with the frozen foods so all of a sudden i've got this frozen this brand that i want to position it next to the organic stuff the package is green but guess what it's not that healthy so you have to be very very careful when shopping now um and my feeling is I, i'm just staying away from anything in a bag if it's in a bag and it's in the in the aisles and it's there it's like yeah i'm going to stay away from it and i'm going to make try to make sure that most of the stuff that i buy from now on comes from something that i can recognize having grown from a tree not too long ago i would say eat as many fruits and vegetables as you can daily to offset any because it's really hard in this fast-paced world to avoid processed and ultra processed food i mean unless you know you're a chef and you you're you work from home i don't know uh it's very difficult to avoid the processed stuff uh as particularly if you live in an urban center mm -hmm. and so if you eat as many fruits and vegetables as you can i'm not talking about canned stuff although if that's all you can get i'll take it but you know the fresher the better if you can eat that, then you could save yourself a world of, of problems from ultra processed foods. Yep. Also, I think in general, we're doing a poor job in this country in educating people about what's bad for them. I don't know if that's by design or if that's because I don't know. I'm not sure why why that is. Why? 
I remember uh, growing up, there was these PSA cartoons on Saturday morning. Do you remember the sugar demon? Do you remember that? Take that sugar demon. Do you remember? Barely. <laughs> the, but that was cool. That was cool back then because I, even back then, I learned about the effects of sugar, not on your diet necessarily, but on your teeth. It was like, you know, don't eat sugar. And that was like the, the first time that I ever saw television directly addressing why you shouldn't consume sugar and the importance of brushing your teeth and stuff like that and went into detail of what happens when the sugar stays in your mouth and all the stuff and they literally said don't you know don't eat sugar or avoid sugar if you can but you don't see that anymore and i'm not sure what happened well you know but even the the the, um, the ada the american dietetic association has been yeah. silenced by big food so it's very yeah. hard nowadays to to educate people because the food lobby has just gotten so powerful mm -hmm. and so rich and people are willing to turn their their blind eye you know on their fellow man right and a lot of people are just kind of fumbling around in the dark trying to figure this out and well, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and another advice that i can give people is and, and you know this is all because we all have busy lifestyles and you know work and all that but and families and, and so family forth. Family and, and things like that. And, you know, I, I can talk here until I'm blue in the face. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. But, you know, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But, you know, you might want to consider this. A lot of us hit the supermarket once a week. Guess what? When you hit the supermarket once a week, your strawberries can go bad after day three. Some of these foods, your bananas are going to turn brown after day four or five. Have a plan or go two to three times a week and buy less things. Uh, yeah, but you know what? That's easy for... For some people to say because they have a little more free time if you're working from let's say eight to six mm -hmm. or nine to seven and then you got to pick the kids up from wherever the sitter or you got the sports or after school or whatever you know most people don't have that kind of time on the weekend some people all they want to do is they just want to relax on the weekend uh, catch up on cleaning the house catch up on their stories whatever a lot of people just don't have time to do yeah. that. And so that's why so many people, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just yeah. explaining well, why I'm, so I'm many people turn to processed foods yeah, to begin exactly. with because they figure, oh, it's it's packaged already for me. All I have to do is throw it into the microwave and I've got a um a, a full meal to to fill my my belly and my children's right. belly. And and you know, you 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 have a lifestyle. And it's priced right, exactly. Yeah, that every Saturday between 9 30 and 11, I'm gonna go to the supermarket and I'm gonna buy all the things I'm gonna need for the week. Guess what? You're gonna tend to buy processed stuff because you know you gotta make it last for a week. 
Right, if or you, more. Mm -hmm. If you start thinking of smaller increments and say, let me buy for the next couple of days. I, I know it's hard, but you have to start thinking this way. Let me buy the stuff that I'm going to eat in the next couple, two, three days. And then after two, three days, I'm just going to hit somewhere close by that has more, more greens, more salads, things of that nature. You'll eat a lot healthier. Plus, you'll also do some more walking. Again, it's kind of hard. You're coming home from work. You might be tired or you got, you know, child care responsibilities and things of that nature. And, and we do that. But the lifestyle that we've created is leading towards this. And, you know, I know it's not part of this story, but the higher incidences of colon cancer, the earlier onsets of dementia and the and diabetes and, and all the things that are on the rise, these are all things that are food related. So maybe not doing the supermarket thing once a week where you do a mega shop or some people even do it once a month. They, they go to the big box stores and they buy stuff for a month. Guess what? That stuff is really processed because it's gonna last a long time. You know, they they know it and, and and you're buying like a month's worth of whatever, you know, fill in the blank. I, I ain't putting a brand on it, but fill in the blank. It's not good for you. You know what? I'm gonna say this too. Um, I'm gonna put this out there. And I'm gonna say that um, our government has really, done a terrible job of looking out for people, looking out for consumers. This government has put itself first uh, and foremost and has forsaken the people because there's no reason why these little public service announcements that really educated people and educated, look, they've defunded so many things that were like healthy. Even the fact that it's cheaper, and I've talked about this before, that it's cheaper to get yourself a fast food meal than it is to buy a salad. That doesn't make any damn sense. They're subsidizing the wrong, they're backing the wrong horses in this fight. And it's to the detriment of people. And the only people that are profiting from this, well, I, I don't have to say, but you know, you, you fill in the blank. There's, it's not a coincidence that more and more young people are getting, what's that procedure called when they get the, get the stomach, the bypass? Oh, the sleeve now. Yeah, the sleeve. the sleeve. More and more young people are getting the sleeve. I mean, that's, look, I'm going back to the government again. Government needs to start sponsoring more education so that people are aware of the deleterious effects of ultra-processed foods. I mean, man, come on. Stop all this posturing and stuff and like, like get with the program for real. Okay, with, with that, all right. I'm going to yeah. go to the supermarket and, and make copies of these articles and leave them all over the place. Oh, people aren't going to read these long articles, but you can't. I'll, <laughs> you put, can't a read you know what? I'll put a coupon. We'll put a link on Urban Health today and then you can read it there. All, All right, right. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And um, I think instead of a main topic, we'll focus on what's going on in the news because there's just so much going on. So we're just going to do medical news of the week. Um All right. Study offers concerning insight into how daily marijuana use can affect your health. Using marijuana every day can raise a person's risk of coronary artery disease, or CAD, by a third compared to those who never partake, a new study found. 
a growing body of evidence suggests that cannabis is not entirely without harm and may actually cause cardiovascular disease, said lead study author Dr. Ishan Paranipe, a resident physician at Stanford University. Mm -hmm. The study pulled data on people participating in the All of Us Research Program. I participate in that, by the way. Participants completed a survey on their cannabis use. The research team used, not in this particular study, but I do participate in the All of Us research. The research team used that information to place those who responded into five categories, daily users, weekly users, monthly users, those who use once or twice in three months, and those who never use. The researchers then- category, those who wish they use? Never, that would fall under those never who use. never use, unless you're hanging out with people who use and you're getting contact. Yeah, by. But then that's not, could then, then that's not, then you can't really be counted as not using. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what category that falls into, but that's a good point. Yes. <laughs> the researchers then compared those categories with participants' medical records a few years later. They found that daily cannabis users were 34% more likely to be diagnosed with coronary artery disease than those who had never used the drug. People who used weed only once a month or less had no significant risk, the study found. The results held true even after researchers factored out other potential causes of coronary heart disease, such as age, sex, and major cardiovascular risk factors like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, obesity, smoking, and alcohol use. Why does marijuana appear to damage the heart and blood vessels? First, it increases heart rate and blood pressure immediately after each use, according to the CDC. <clears throat> marijuana smoke also delivers many of the same substances researchers have found in tobacco smoke. Mm -hmm. These substances are harmful to the lungs and cardiovascular system, the agency says. There's more, but this is this is like the meat of the matter. <laughs> If smoking is bad for you, smoking tobacco, why wouldn't marijuana smoking a joint be just as bad? I mean, you know, you can degree by 10 or 20 percent, but a lot of people think that smoking a joint is natural and and tobacco is not. It's the same thing. It, it's basically the same process. You're just you're just smoking a weed versus smoking a plant leaf. For everyone who thinks that smoking weed is not unhealthy i hope that this got your attention because you now have proof positive that smoking anything regularly is not conducive to good health if you must get high i would suggest use some edibles thoughts but okay um the the weed itself the the cannabis itself uh, you know not all the research is in but the cannabis itself uh doesn't seem to be dangerous but it's the process of ingesting it, which is the smoking. Mm -hmm. Anything smoked, even meat. Anything is smoked. I always used to tell people, why don't you just roll up a dollar bill and set it on fire and smoke that? Because this is costing you money. Mm -hmm. um, and just the fact that you're ingesting smoke time and time again every day, that, that's got to do something to the lining of your, uh, your yes. Your, your throat, the lining of your bronchio, the lining of your lungs. What are you doing? I mean, it can't be good for you. It can't be good for you. It's like it's like eating spicy foods every day. This is not a good idea. Yeah. 
also I was reading an interesting article. Um, I can't remember what paper it was, um, but it was um, one of the New York papers. And this guy was talking about the fact that now so many people are smoking marijuana that there's like this kind of zombie effect where mm -hmm. like customer service people are unresponsive. They get your orders wrong. Mm -hmm. They just kind of like hang out. They make lots of mistakes. And he thinks that it's large part due to the open marijuana smoking. So mm -hmm. that's just, that's something to, you know, to think about. That whole stoner uh, stereotype. That's you know something to think that's about. That's funny because I haven't seen research on this, but mm -hmm. I just feel that more and more I'm getting a lot of stuff wrong. Like I'll go. I'll Do you go, smoke? No, I don't. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not talking about me. I'm getting stuff wrong. Like when I order food. I'm getting stuff wrong when I Oh, you order. mean like when you receive your order, it's yeah, not correct. Oh, okay, and, got it, got it, and, got and, it. You know, I, I, can, I can tell people, okay, I want avocado with that. And, and they say yes, and they act like they're writing it down, and then it comes without my avocado. Or <laughs> or it comes and I, or I stress something, no cheese with that, or I don't want powdered sugar with that. You well, don't want cheese with something? You want cheese with everything. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be healthy. So anyway... To get back to that, more and more, I've got the feeling that every time I order, it's like almost 50% of the time something is wrong. And this isn't that just one percent That's huge. It's little things. It's just little things, especially if, if especially if you're taking a, a menu item and saying, uh, you know, hold the, hold the tomatoes or, or this or that or, you know, a salad where you, you're pointing at stuff. See, that's why I like touchscreen orders, because it's right there in, in writing. And if they mess it up, you can say, look, it's right here. Yeah, I, I think I'm almost going to that. I want to go back to the kitchen and watch them work. But um, oh, geez, but you may as well that, just make it at home. And then lately, mm -hmm. when whenever you're getting like Amazon orders or whatever, you know, or, or any type of order, there's been a higher rate of, I didn't order this, uh, you know, somebody packed it wrong. Really? Yeah, I mean, just just little things, you know, like like itty bitty things. The the latest thing that, got, that I got wrong was a fish tank bite that I ordered. Mm. Yeah, you know what, that happened to me. I ordered a certain size shoes for my daughter. I think I ordered like, I ordered like four and they sent two. Like what? How do you even? How do you mess that up so badly? Like that's so far yeah. off. And lately, when I order stuff, every once in a while, the the error rate has been getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, I I think there's a there's something to what this guy said in his article about customer service being different. Mm -hmm. Is it because people are smoking more? I don't know. Or is it because people are looking at their phones? Because yeah, there's that too. Well, are yeah. people just checked out and so in their own little world in their heads that they're just not i don't know well traffic accidents pedestrians getting run over and all that a lot of, i think a lot of that is phone related i think people are just not not paying attention it might be a combination of all of those things but yeah jesus Ugh. anyway moving on how to lower your cholesterol naturally mm -hmm. having high blood cholesterol increases the risk for heart disease which is the leading cause of death in the U.S., as well as for stroke, the fifth leading cause of death in the country. 
notes the CDC. Mm. The major risk factors for high cholesterol include an unhealthy diet that's high in saturated and trans fats. See that they have to explain this. What does this mean in layman's mm -hmm. terms? Uh, and trans fats, a sedentary lifestyle that means sitting around, excessive alcohol consumption, chronic stress, smoking or exposure to tobacco smoke, and obesity. And they really shouldn't just limit it to tobacco smoke, but mm -hmm. okay. Cholesterol is a waxy fat-like substance that is absorbed from the intestines during digestion, says Dr. Elizabeth Clotus, a Johns Hopkins trained cardiologist and founder of Step One Foods. It's also manufactured internally by the liver, contributing to around 80% of total cholesterol synthesis mm -hmm. and within every cell in your body, she adds. Most of the cholesterol circulating in your body is LDL, it's often dubbed bad cholesterol as LDL contributes to the buildup of fatty deposits in your arteries, leading to atherosclerosis. Mm -hmm. This narrows the arteries and increases the risk of heart attack, stroke, and peripheral artery disease. What makes high cholesterol more concerning is that it's a sneaky health hazard that typically has no visible symptoms. Mm -hmm. The only outwardly visible signs of very high cholesterol are fatty cholesterol deposits called xanthelasmus usually on the eyelids or around the eyes says dr steve gundry cardiothoracic surgeon and author of new york times bestseller the plant paradox yep now i want to take a break just so i can go look at my eyes but let's let's power through it while certain risk factors like family history gender and age can't be controlled incorporating heart healthy habits into your everyday life may help keep those numbers in a healthy range this is because your cholesterol levels are heavily influenced by your lifestyle, especially what you eat, says Dr. Clotus. Here are five ways to naturally lower your cholesterol, specifically LDL levels, according to heart specialists. Load up on fiber. Fiber from whole plant-based foods helps bind bile in the digestive system, which serves as a natural elimination pathway for LDL. The AHA recommends consuming 25 to 30 grams of dietary fiber from whole foods per day. Some of the best natural sources of fiber include avocado, apple, berries, Brussels sprouts, dates, whole grains like oats and barley, nuts, and seeds. Add phytosterols to your diet. Sterols, which are natural compounds found in plants, compete with bile cholesterol for reabsorption, thus helping lower LDL. According to the National Lipid Association, or NLA, eating at least two grams of plant sterols per day may lower your LDL-C by 5 to 10%. Foods like spinach, kale, carrot, olive oil, sweet potato, strawberry, and sunflower seeds are all good sources of phytosterols. Stick with unsaturated fats. LDL is removed from the bloodstream through LDL receptors that are found primarily in the liver. The more LDL receptors there are and the more active they are, the more efficient the LDL removal process, leading to lower LDL levels, says Dr. Clotus. Saturated fats, which are fats that are solid at room temperature, like those found in fatty cuts of meat, butter, lard, cheese, and coconut oil, downregulate LDL receptors, leading to high circulating LDL, explains board-certified cardiologist. Favoring unsaturated fats which are fats that are liquid in temperature, kind of like oils, instead can upregulate these receptors, mm -hmm. which will consequently help lower your LDL levels. Some of the best sources of heart-healthy unsaturated fats include avocado oil, well, avocado and avocado oil, 
olive oil, peanut butter, walnut, almond, oily fish, sunflower oil, sesame seeds, and flax seeds. Mm -hmm. Ditch simple carbs. Avoiding highly processed carbohydrates and added sugars is important as these foods elevate insulin levels, which in turn stimulate HMG-CoA reductase, which is an enzyme in the liver, says Dr. Clotus. When HMG-CoA reductase is revved up, LDL production surges, explains the cardiologist. So try to limit your intake of ultra-processed foods like frozen pizza, chips, white bread, processed desserts like cookies, cakes, and donuts, refined white pasta, and highly processed meats like bacon, sausage, and hot dogs. Mm -hmm. Manage your triglycerides. Triglycerides are the first form of fat formed from sugars and starches, says Dr. Gundry. A high level of triglycerides, which is 200 milligrams per deciliter and above, is a risk factor for heart disease. Ideally, you should aim to keep your triglycerides below 100 milligrams per deciliter. Healthy lifestyle tweaks like getting more exercise, cutting back on alcohol, quitting smoking, and eliminating trans fats may help lower both triglyceride and LDL levels markedly. Mm. First of all, when I read this, I looked up pictures of xanthalasma, mm -hmm. and I found a ton of dermatologists before and after pics, after removing them. So now you have a risk factor, but you went and removed it. So now your doctor doesn't know that you're a ticking time bomb. Right. That's alarming to me. And your condition is just going to go under the radar unless you get tested annually, which a lot of people frankly don't. Yeah. I talk about this till I'm blue in the face. And, um, these procedures are causing a lot of these diseases to just mm -hmm. really go unnoticed. Another thing, this testing every four to six years is really not sufficient, oh, especially no, every year, every year. in this age of easy fix for everything. Every year and, and even, even more if you can either afford it or if your insurance covers it. Because as you tweak your diet and you make dietary and lifestyle changes, like to the gym and all that, uh -huh. you know, going more to the gym or walking more or whatever, you should be able to see what cause and effect is here. By the way, you know, um, researchers warn a popular sugar-free sweetener linked to high rates of heart attack and stroke. But we'll save that for next time because I mm -hmm. think that's important as we look towards making a healthier um and happier life and i want you to remember that you only have one life and one body so you've got to do your best to make it count so your years are full of life and full of health information equals transformation so small steps each day and you'll see a difference i'm sure of it all right well that's all the time we have today and uh, lou i guess i will talk to you post-surgery all right okay Looking forward to hearing uh, about your experience all right bye bye Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time.